the banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, cat. I'm always angry. Okay, Chris, hi, this is Bob Muir. Hey, this is, uh, let's see, uh, Mr. The Bandit. There we go. And we are, this is the Bob Muir and the Enemy Podcast. We are unfortunately due to scheduling difficulties and the fact that he's actually warping young minds. I'm sorry, teaching young minds. That's right. Um, That's right. Uh, he, the enemy below is busy, and also there's other things going on. Insect Girl is apparently uh, working the lights at the uh, at the theater. Oh, that's right. Getting ready for um, what you call my fair, uh, my fair lady, and, and right. he's um, uh, he's trying out for something else. He'll be trying out for something else. The man's a constant whir of motion. That's I just, right. I get uh, tired just listening to him talk about what he's doing. I just not only that, you know, <laughs> I, I think that uh, probably if you you know he puts on an accent for this podcast where he does an American <laughs> accent, but if you heard him normally, he sounds like Eliza Doolittle. He's got a uh, little little is that a little of Dick Van Dyke? His uh, horrible cockney. <laughs> And I, oh. you know what? Not not the first time that someone said that about him, minus a knee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, we're going to be making jokes about the enemy below all night long. Strap in, uh, folks. I am now glad. Yeah, strap in. That's actually is appropriate. I was going to say uh, strap on, but I was going to say uh, I'm now glad I did not take the moniker of the enemy belower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which you were, which you were, you were. I did toy with, which then just t- kind of sounded like blow her. Yeah, I was I, like, I, all right, well, speaking uh, of strap on, yep. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I digress. Anyway, um, yeah. let's go. Let's go. Let's uh, uh, since neither of us have lives, we don't need to have to worry about uh, talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on to pop culture, uh, the Agent Carter miniseries ended. What did you think? Uh, I was a really big fan, actually, of the, uh, I, I started off a little skeptical, like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of got into it, and, you know, I'm one of those people that, I love the idea of some of these things set in the past, or mm-hmm. like, you know, that kind of 1940s, you know, the Dick Tracy thing, and yep. then when I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, like, I could deal with, like, you know, just like a commercials length worth mm-hmm. amount. Having said that, uh, the show grew on me, and I think the writing got better, or I got more invested, one of the two, as it went along. And the character, I think the strength of the characters between her and uh, oh, uh, uh, Jarvis, yes. which I, I love the whole kind of in thing there of, you know, she kind of helped raise Tony, which you'll find out, you know, it's not mm-hmm. the mom, but then also <laughs> that, you know, and her place within uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and then Jarvis, mm-hmm. you know, that Tony then makes that. His AI, which then eventually will become the Vision. Yes. Which is, I still cannot wait to see. I, I love the fact, and they could not have planned it, that Paul Bettany was going to be, uh, yeah, as a voice of Jarvis, would then go on to one day be the physical representation of, of Jarvis himself. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it really. Well, and, 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 he, and he looks the part. Oh, you know? he did. You know, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like you're doing with a you know a you know a, 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 like a Danny DeVito fat right. <laughs> size guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I don't think that anyone named Carpet would have the the type of build or personality of a DeVito, but that is a rare beast in and of itself. Although I'm going to say, I love the guy who played uh, uh, James Darcy, played mm-hmm. the part of uh, Jarvis on the show, and I thought he's a good um, oh stand-in for you know kind of. What you expect, you know, Paul Bettany to look like, which mm-hmm. I guess they kind of do have a similar look. And also, mm-hmm. the guy, uh, the other uh, British guy, and I can't think of his name, the place Howard Stark. Yes. Um, but I, I'm, I'm more confused now that they are going to bring back 
Roger from uh, Mad Men, who played uh, Howard Stark uh, yeah. as Walt Disney. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and oh, yeah, too. yeah. And he's going to be an Ant-Man as Howard as, Stark. That's Howard again. Stark. I, I, I like this Howard. This Howard Stark really kind of, re- I kind of, I hate to say, it, I kind of like, this one explains Robert Downey's Stark. Well, and also that at some point he's going to find some woman that, you know, get married to and have a kid, and also that, you know, he was killed tragically, which I think the, the hint that they've been getting at is somehow the Winter Soldier is going to be responsible okay. for his, his parents' death, which will then give him even more reason to have, you know, to butt heads with Cap in uh, yeah. uh, Civil War. Right. Mm-hmm. So I I uh, I I I will I kind of agree with you. I think it it did actually start to get into a stride as it went along. I think it got. I little, hope there's a season two. I I, mean, I do too. I think now that they you know I think the fact that you know the, the what I like is that the character is now set. Yes. You now she's going to have the same kind of problems, but you're also not. It's not going to. Well, you know she's going to be in Avengers too. Right. I mean, and I don't, and she's also an Ant Man in some sort of flashback scene that I'm guessing a digitally de aged Michael Douglas. Plus, she played an old age makeup uh, in uh, Winter Soldier. In Winter Soldier, yeah, she was an old age. And she's in a couple of. Peggy Carter was going to be so prominent. And she's in a couple of episodes, actually, apparently also a couple of episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season two. Yeah, they did. That was kind of as a a hint of the, our our kind of previewing her show. But yeah, they were doing flashbacks to explain. How long Hydra had been embedded in uh, Shield? Shield, but um, I, I think I had a I had a very I, it it got I got better. She was less, you know, it, it kind of became less, you know, old Peggy Carter against the world kind of thing. <laughs> um, you make it sound like a uh, issue of uh, the comic strip, Kathy. Yeah. Oh, Kathy. <laughs> oh, Kathy. Oh, Peggy. You can't find the right bathing suit to, to have a kung fu fight in. Yes. Well, okay. and, and you know, and I think they did a good job of finding that balance of. Of making sure that they emphasized how poorly, you know, she representing all women on some level mm-hmm. were, were not, were never appreciated and were put down. Right. Um, without making that just the focus of each week, you know, right. where, I mean, and, and, and earning it. And I like even at the end that the dude that finally comes around to realizing she's the shit still takes all of the... Uh, He's like, oh, well, fine, I'll take the credit. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm, I'm not I, an idiot. I, I, I'm not an idiot. And I think the thing, I, the thing I actually, you know, I kind of liked her response. I don't need these people's... Right. You know, I think I don't think she could have said that at the beginning of this arc. There's, there's no, a, but, but I that's think the she's whole better point. than me because I'd be like, well, I kind of need these people's... Uh. <laughs> I, I, well, I, you know, come on, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a complete compliment sponge. I'll just... I'll, I'll you know, you, you compliment... I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, you, 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 I'll stick to you like a bar. Soak it up. <laughs> well, I'm always like... Uh, it's always to me like uh, I always use the ending of Casablanca and of all things the stretch, but uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. So both of them and uh, Casablanca ends with him, of course, saying, you know, like... Yeah. Got to get on the plane, also. You know, go yeah. be with uh, what's his name, and go be, uh, go, be go be with the Czechoslovakian <laughs> sniff. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a far greater thing. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, if I was me, I'd be like, I, I would have made that anonymous phone call because I'd still be a coward, being like, "Hey, the uh, guy you're looking for is on that plane tonight." Oh, so why don't you stay here in Casablanca with me? I'm like, that's out of my hand. He was already taken. You know, I, don't know. Like, I can't well, understand. Uh, you know, it's like you know, no. But, but no, at, the I, end yeah. of, at the end of Big Trouble, he does the same thing where uh, he looks at her, and you know, of course, he's been 
the worst representation of a hero of the whole film. <laughs> and Jack Burton looks at, uh, straight at, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, Kim Cattrall. Yeah. And they go, aren't you going to kiss her goodbye? And he just stares at her and he goes, nope. <laughs> he just puts his like trucker hat on and leaves. And I was like, I'm I just... wish I could be that cool. Well, yeah, I, I don't know either that or what are you gay? I mean, that was the other thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, dude, that movie on a whole, sorry, that, that's a whole different tangent. But that movie is so goddamn good. And the fact oh, that yeah, every great... he never does a really heroic. The only heroic thing he does is catch after all of his bullshit is yeah, is catches a knife and throw it back. Yeah, every... <laughs> Even when he shoots the uh, oh, is it the Uzi in the air? He's knocked out through. Yeah, most of the action. Yeah, and he I, comes up with lipstick on his face. <laughs> what did I go? Ah, what happened? Uh, it's you wonderful. Great, wonderful. It, it's a great film. It really does. It does. You know. It, but it, that's it, not Agent Carter. That's not Agent <laughs> Carter. Uh, but I, I thought interesting though there was actually you know what I liked was actually there was you know the interactions his her interactions with the other women in the um, you know in the you know in the in the storyline. Are you talking about which one? The uh, Howard Stark? Or well, not Howard Stark, but the you know, like the, oh, in the oh. apartment building, the woman that yeah. she made friends with. These these are all actually old people with their own that, agencies, their own decisions, their own desires, yeah. their own moves. You know, nothing. You know, like yeah, they were like. So it wasn't like they're all pining for men. You know, twenty four seven kind of. No, thing. No, but I, mean, I have to say that 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 reveal of the uh, Natasha. Uh, what, what who are we talking about? The Black Widows. Yeah. Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. That the reveal not of her but of the program, mm-hmm. like that reveal of the kind of you know country girl in the big city yeah. as being that I thought that actually did catch me off guard and I'm usually yeah. pretty good at, at reading those things yeah. and I was impressed by that but I was going to say the show almost became Whedon esque in the sense that I actually started to care about the dynamic and love the character interactions you know mm-hmm. where I was looking forward to hearing what they'd say. Right. And that's what I would hope. But I think the eight episodes is actually a nice little. They yeah. should probably just cut down Agents of Shield to eight episodes and then do a third series. Yeah. Because it can't sustain for twenty two. No. So uh, they had, um, but they had, you know. So I, I like that. the The one thing I, I was a little bit annoyed with is that, you know, they, they, it. it the kind of with Marvel, the endings seem to be, you know, it's interesting. DC movies, the bad guys are killed. Basically, they're, you know, they're they're, they're rendered into into small scraps at right. the end. Marvel, everybody ends up like in prison or going off. Like, you know, like the Natasha character got, you know, slithered away. Well, we're gonna have to deal with her someday. Yeah, no, have another one. You don't need this particular one. Right. And, you know, and the, you know, the, the, you know, Doctor Hypno or whatever the hell it was is, you know, sort of like <laughs> Doctor. Oh yeah, which he actually he is a character uh, that they that he becomes a character that I think. Okay. God, I can't remember, but there is a character that is a hypnotist. I just read about this, and I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. But there, it, 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 that is kind of alluding to someone he will become, and I and I liked it was just enough of the Toby. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Reveal at the uh, post credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the very end there. Yeah, with the uh, yeah, with uh, Hydra infecting. Uh, you know, starting from yeah, the inside as one of the right. Nazi mm-hmm. scientists, and yeah. then also bringing this guy in. Yeah, yeah that little little Doctor Zola conference there with the. You know. I still want to see the guy as that big fucking fat robot with, with his the, face with, in yeah, his yeah, stomach. Yeah, I want that. I want that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you listening, Marvel? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? To be fair, what they did in Winter Soldier was probably as good an approximation as you're going to I get. I know, but. Still. 
still, it's that, and I miss more Doc. I want more Doc, the big head on the the big the guy with the big head on the little like. The, it looks the, like something out of He-Man. Yeah, the little jet, the little on the jet, on whatever the the you know the jet wheelchair or whatever the hell it is that they've got for that. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, so so we're both we're both agree that we actually enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've been watching Gotham on and off. Have you been? What have you been doing with that? Are you been? I have actually. You know what? I have been uh, getting my full geek credentials. I have been watching Flash, Arrow, Gotham, okay. uh, Agent Carter, and Marvel Agents of Shield. I watched their uh, season mid-season premiere where they make a allusion to uh, Baron von Strucker, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is what's going to open up uh, Avengers Two, which just right. is going to have their uh, mm-hmm. or they had their trailer debut yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Yes. And fucking, I believe it was fucking Fred. What's his name from Hunter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> on Agents of Shield okay. the other night. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's dead now. But you know, what I'm talking about the ex-football player who yes, I Fred Dreyer from Hunter. Fred Dreyer. Freddie Dreyer. <laughs> I gotta look that up. I think it was Fred Dreyer. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck! Because Jeffrey Combs was on Gotham, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, they're pulling out all the big guns. Yeah. Which, that's a whole different story I will get to here in a moment. But okay. go ahead. Yes, with uh, Gotham, I have been keeping up. Okay. Uh, um, the show's not good, but I am now committed. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Committed. I am really having, you know, I, I'm kind of like, I'm liking some of the aspects of it, but some of the other aspects of it, again, is like, Jesus Christ, all these people are going to be wheelchairs by the time <laughs> the Batman shows up. Well, yeah, and, that's, and not only that, but I mean, it's also just like the shit of, uh, 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 oh, uh, the Riddler being... <laughs> Edward Nigma uh, being a, a, a medical examiner. Uh, yeah, that, but also I did like the fact that the chick does not go with him and ends up going with some dude that looks exactly like the other douchebag. It's like a nicer version, <laughs> but, but, but he's still not fucking like some like, you know, skinny, weeby yeah. dude in the uh, uh, yeah. corner or whatever. And I don't know. I just, it's like, you know, like the, the, uh, the black lady whose name I forget right at the moment. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, no, that's Will Smith. Uh, Mrs. Will Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith. I mean, Mrs. Will Smith, who seems to have more lives than a cat. You know, as I, uh, it's just, Yeah, she seems to be trying to channel... Uh, um, Oh shit! Now, uh, Eartha, uh, Eartha, Eartha Kid is Catwoman, I yeah. suppose, but but, but it's I not just, the right character. It's not the right character, and it's like you know, like she's you know, guys, you know, like I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to have at some point somebody's actually gonna really have to die for real. Yeah, you know, I yeah, mean, yeah, this yeah, is... yeah, yeah, yeah. To have any stakes, I think they're trying to have your cake and eat it too. And the problem is, is that she would have been an easy one to kill because. Who gives a fuck about her? Like you can't just kill the Riddler. You can't kill the Riddler. You can't kill Boss Mortoni because he's he's in the he's in the you know he's in the the ambiance or whatever it is the the canon of the strip. Well, that's what I've been telling. I I told my parents that they were safe to watch Better Call Saul, which is terrific show. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know the very opening shot of that show started with what seems like a post you know uh, uh, credit or not post credit, but I'm sorry a uh, uh, post. Um, epilogue to Breaking Bad in the mm-hmm. future in black and white and then goes back as a prelude to Breaking Bad but mm-hmm. since he's in Breaking Bad and the characters that you know are in Breaking Bad even when their lives are at stake you know that they can't die right uh, yeah we're in a uh, we're in a kind of a, a comic book anything can happen world but they just really haven't taken advantage of that and and that was part of the problem with uh, well, the uh, Star Wars prequels was mm-hmm. that it just there was no real tension there because who gives well, not to mention the fact that the acting was terrible, the <laughs> stories were awful, and the writing was terrible. Uh, but but a, I mean, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, the other, the oh, main yeah. problem. 
Yeah, other than that, how did you enjoy the play? I didn't like all the Latin speaking at the end. Um, no, I was going to say, the, the thing is, is that uh, all that tension is taken out. Right. That's the problem with these prequels. It, it always seems like a cool idea of, like, how did they get that way? But honestly, you could pack that into about a five-minute montage, and who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know, it's like Spider-Man. They're not going to do a, uh origin story again, because... Who the fuck? Even Spider-Man doesn't want to live through that origin story again. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. no one gives a shit. We all know the story. Like, right. we all know fucking Superman got here. You know, yeah. like, by the way, Fred Dreyer played Octavian Bloom. Yes. It was Fred Dreyer. I thought he was fucking dead. Okay. He was dead on the show, but holy shit, Hunter. Yep, Hunter right. and Fred Dreyer. Actually, I I know Fred Fred Dreyer and Freddie Dreyer. He played defensive end for the Los Angeles Rams back when the Rams were sixty nine in Los Angeles. And even uh, and he. Oh no no! Before that, because he was with the Giants in '69. Yeah, he was. At, it was after that. He was actually in the '70s. He was playing for the for the Rams. Right. Uh, and he actually he he was one of those guys that actually kind of he would actually he 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 was a very he was light for defensive end even back then. But right. he was a very good pass rusher, and one of the things he would one of the things that was apparently somewhat he had something of a of a minor quirk, which I I appreciate. When he's cha- when he was chasing the let's say the play is going on and the quarterback is now running for his life, I think if you've seen that moment, yeah, and the the the, the defensive end or someone is chasing the quarterback, uh, Freddie would make the sound of a motorboat as he's chasing the quarterback. Nice. I, well, I, yeah. I, <laughs> Let me ask you this though, because he just looks like that guy. What? How much ass did that guy pull in in the eighties? I, I don't know. I would imagine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm just curious. Like, what? What? The, I'm just thinking that guy probably got a lot of ass, and it could go either way. I could be talking about women or men. I, I don't Whatever. Know what but goes. he just, you know. But I'm just saying, he pulled like because he just has that look of like that kind of an asshole. Yeah, but you can see why why chicks would dig him. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was like it's like well maybe I can get him to the straight and narrow. And he's had for probably twenty years that receding hairline. It's like the magical Jack Nicholson <laughs> receding hairline. It, it, yeah, it receded to a certain point, and then just like we're stopping now. <laughs> Go for <laughs> thou shalt you shall not pass. Too quick. <laughs> Wait. But speaking of unbelievable, I was going to say yeah. I that was one thing I didn't like in Agent Carter. Uh, backtrack for one second is mm-hmm. the hypnosis thing. I yeah. I thought like. Yeah, he's got a very soothing voice, I'll give you that. But, right, I mean, right. it, like, spinning that ring, it was like, it, it, it seemed something more yeah. mystical or something was going on. Yeah, I think you would want a little bit more. I don't know why, but I just, I would like a little bit more on that. But, yeah. but I, I don't know. I mean, the one thing, I mean, it was like, it, I, I watched the, the last episode a couple of times, just to backtrack one second in my head. And, and the first time I watched that was a little like, you know, I don't know if the stake, you know, I just kind of, why is he, it, they really weren't clear enough why he was doing this, and then I was when I saw it the second time. And oh, okay, now it makes a little bit more sense why the Russian guy is doing this. You know, it wasn't. I, I was just thinking, you know, this is this is this could start World War Three. Does he care? And then I realized, no, well, he doesn't. That yeah. was the one thing I've got to give to him. Also, was the fact that well, yeah, because it was all this bent on personal revenge. But the other thing is this: is uh, there was a lot of coincidences that had to happen for him mm. to capture him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when they got there and he just happened to be in the cell with the brilliant engineer and he was the doctor assigned just to him. Yeah. And that he also knew that agent was going to be out. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a little bit a little convoluted. Yeah. It's a little bit more the lines of like, okay, we need him in New York for the last two episodes. How do we get him there? 
oh, well, and the then other, working backwards, you kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And you know what? I figured out who they think he will be. It's not a direct link. It's this is the speculation was in the comics. Jonathan Finhoff was a brilliant psychiatrist and mind manipulator, assuming the codename Doctor Faustus, and becoming oh, a frequent enemy of Captain, Captain America. America. This yes. was referred at the beginning of the episode. Snafu when he was reading Christopher Marlowe, The Tragic Life of Dr. Faustus. Oh. Okay. So that's where they think that, that we're kind of leading into that. On top of which, uh, oh, hell, there's someone else in that. Oh, and uh, uh, what's-his-name is also going to be, I think, uh, one of the baddies in the Civil War. Uh, they cast Daniel Bruhl, the All German right. guy. And I will tell you who he's playing in just a moment. Like, I, I see, I know just enough to be dangerous. <laughs> I, I, like, I mean, I know this stuff, but I don't know this stuff. So give okay. me one second. But Dr. Faustus, there you go. Okay, very good. Yes, I remember Dr. Faustus. I wish it would have been Dr. Zayas. But what can you do? It's just more fun. <laughs> it's more fun, Dr. Zayas, yes. Um, anyway, so, uh, okay, well, we'll just look very quickly. Yeah, Gotham. Uh, Goth again, but Gotham again. The stakes are not high enough. People, like we need, we need more bodies. We, you, the main characters do not die, and it's like, you know, I'm sorry, Mahoney, which is her, her, her name in the in the show, should have been dead. I thought three. you were talking about Steve Gutenberg and Police no, Academy. No, 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 in the show should have been dead <laughs> at least three times already. You know, oh yeah, just, well that, and, and they keep alluding to kind of like, like I thought by the end of the season it was going to be like the penguin and she's fish and what do penguins eat? Fish, fish, you know, like. Like that he would be like, ah, I got your fish. <laughs> yeah. Well, I shouldn't be writing the show, but I'm just saying like the kind of simple allusion to that. But you're right. She's been playing it more like Catwoman with that many lives. Yeah. And, and, and also that kind of like that meow, like personality of that kind of more exotic and kind of sexualized. Yeah. Although, and even her pulling out her fucking eyeball, mm-hmm. I kind of got it. But I, I felt like, well, you know what? We could probably still put that other eyeball on the market. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't understand how that, like how they were like, whoa, we don't know what to fucking do with this. Yeah. And it was fun to see uh, Jeffrey Combs, reanimator, turn into uh, Frankenhooker. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> every, nothing on the show fucking makes sense. Right. Like, and then, honestly, of course, it's, the, it's, the, it's the last step, the last episode I saw was like, you know, of course, and they brought in the the guy who's the, apparently the proto Joker. And yeah, you know, I guess. But even then, they're being like kind of dicks of being like. And then what are they going to do? Have a fucking little kid running around as Joker? And then they put the Red Mask episode next, yeah. which was the Alan Moore, uh, right? The Alan, Alan Moore. Moore classic. I mean, right. Just... But then he's like, okay, well, this kid's probably in juvie. Yeah. So is he getting a red mask? Did he escape? Is he getting a red hood? What? Oh, wait, uh, that what? has nothing to do with the guy you just showed us. Okay. Well, fuck so, you. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, a lot of the times I'm just getting like, okay, fuck you. Bring on the Batman. I'm sorry. You know. Yeah, and even that kid, like, I, like, I know that kid's gotten criticized when playing Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I'm fine with him. I don't give a fuck. Like, like Bruce Wayne is usually the most boring character. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Well, he is. He's not. He's not. A, there's not a lot. He, you know, he's a conduit for the madness that surrounds him. Yeah, I mean, actually, you know, he 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 is attempting to restore order for a moment that you know that has been destroyed by whoever it happens to be. But okay, uh, Flash. Going, moving on from that. Going over. Yeah. Quick. Quickly, which, by the, the way, Flash. Uh, 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 yeah, quickly, The Flash. Which, by the way, I need to put up on your site. I saw someone did a version of if Wes Anderson did Espen. So okay. we have another one of the same guy did one of if Ingmar Bergman did The Flash. <laughs> which I was quite impressed with. I'll show you later. But, and also, before we get into The Flash real quick, the last thing I was going to tell you is Daniel Bruhl will uh, presumably be playing um, uh, Baron Zemo. All right. 
which was another baddie, I guess, in the uh, Cap universe, and right. is somehow connected oh, yeah. to uh, Hydra. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, all right, Flash. On to more useless nonsense. Qu- quickly, the Flash. <laughs> yes, quickly, the Flash. Um, which, by the way, I was going to say, I can only think about. You remember that old classic SNL sketch where. Dan Aykroyd is Flash. He's and, gained uh, some weight since the Legion of Doom was destroyed. <laughs> right, right, but also, I still love fucking Belushi comes out of the toilet as the Hulk. He's like, hey, come on. It's not supposed to smell like roses, right? Yeah. <laughs> just like, the Hulk is just an asshole. He's not angry. <laughs> but the Flash, um, I will give the Flash this. I, I really like the Flash, and I've really been impressed. And I've actually emotionally just... the the. Uh, even bringing back uh, old Dawson Creek's dad, the original Flash, right. John Wesley Shipp, uh, right. that's been nice. And also the guy, uh, 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 Law and Order, mm-hmm. as uh, Jesse, what's his name, as the uh, proto-father figure. Yes. Everything about it. And that kid is great as a Flash. Yeah, he's you know, kind of dorky. He's, like, he's a good Peter Parker kind of like yeah, uh, prototype. I mean, so I, I read a little bit of criticism. Why is he supposed to be a brain? The Flash is smart. I mean, Barry Allen. Right. Yeah, Barry Allen's a scientist. Be, and he was a smart ass. He was kind of like, and uh, in, in, in some ways, I was only, I, I say the Peter Parker prototype, but the Barry Allen was, he was the guy, uh, like Andrew Garfield got shit canned from Spider-Man. But I will say this. I thought he was a great Peter Parker, even though those were horrible movies. And what he said that I thought was interesting was that Peter Parker and that is kind of like what you see today with these guys that are brilliant on uh, online, on the web, right? And yet they uh, anonymously are able to say the most damning things or the most, like, snarky remarks, but they're hidden. You know, they, 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 are, they are allowed to be, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking at, camouflaged. Yeah, and that's I mean, what, what Peter Parker is in some ways, you know? Like, he is the bravest, funniest, you know... Asshole, smart ass. When he's behind the when mask, he, when he's behind the mask, that persona that he puts on. I mean, it's it's not you know it's he, Barry it's a, Allen is kind of the same thing. Same thing. That. But Barry Allen was always smart. It was like I think I think the problem is that some of the probably the person who was like doing that was thinking about the guy that took over you know like Kid Flash who then took over Wally West who took well, over there, from. And, and I always forget. It's kind of like with uh, oh shit. Uh, uh, Human Torch. Right. There's been iterations of him, you know, uh, before, you know, uh, Johnny right. Storm. And that the same thing with The Flash. I mean, The Flash has gone through, what, three or four? Or I guess three. a better example would be Green Lantern. Yeah, there have been uh, a, uh, 85 dozen Green Lanterns. But, but right. Wally West especially was, was, was noted even in the DC Universe for really like being a dumb jock, a kind of character. Well, yeah. Isn't, the, isn't, the, isn't the, the cop's name West? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think there was an illusion there that the guy who's like the the kind of stepdad dad yeah. is I think his well, name. Well, Iris West is is um is, is Iris West is in in the in the comics basically it's, eventually marries Barry and they have a kid. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I kind of I'm I, I like that chick, but I I it's you know, it's the same problem that they have on Gotham right now. Yeah. Which you know, it's a, uh, Flash is a better show, mm-hmm. but the chick that they're going to end up with Right. They have they've made them so kind of I don't know. In the Flash's case, uh, at first I was kind of rooting for it, but then I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to be with that chick that was with Firestorm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I like their their dynamic together seems a little more, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, what's her name? Iris is hot. And I'm just saying like the... the she also the, seems to be kind of dumb. I mean, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. And not only that, but the other girl just seems like, you know, it, it just, there, there's a connection, yeah. I think, there, or a spark. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing on Gotham where... 
Well, Jesus Christ, who, even the blind, would go after, uh, what's her name, the, that they brought in? Uh, yeah, the doctor. From, from Serenity, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and which she's going to be in Deadpool, by the way. Yeah. But it... I was going to say, but they've made her so goddamn likable and made the other girl, Barbara. Well, Barbara Gordon's such a complete dick. I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's... yeah, and what a mess. And not like that, like, look, I don't give a shit if you're. Bo- like, don't be an asshole about it. No, you're, you're just. <laughs> and I, the, 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 you know, the whole, like, ooh, 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 you know, she's she's having an affair with another woman, isn't it? Like, which is basically, uh, ah, clickbait. Well, but, right, which is, but that doesn't even fucking bother me. It's like, it's the fact that. She's a jerk. Yeah, like, I don't give a shit if it's she's a guy, a girl, or a fucking you know. She's animal, a like. jerk. It doesn't really yeah. matter who she's sleeping with. He's just no. a jerk. And this is going to be this is going to be I, Jim's you know inspiration to keep going during the dark days of Gotham the City. The problem is no. that they try they go for the provocative. And yeah. they don't really have a logical story. Yeah, they don't have a plan to go behind it. They're just going to go ooh, ooh, look at that. Well, speaking of okay. um... But the Flash overall, I love, and I cannot wait for Mark Hamill to come back on as the trickster. Oh yeah, that was that, that was nice. Uh, that would be nice, and also no, the, you know, you know, he's going to be gone at the end of the season. Okay, right? yeah, he's coming back as the trickster because someone he's in prison. Ah, oh. and, and someone has taken on like the trickster used to be around, yeah. and now someone has taken on the trickster monitor, which is. Yeah. Irritated him, so he's actually got to work with John Leslie Ship, the original uh, Flash. Yeah, to, to get, try to help. Yeah. Okay, cool, groovy. That's yeah. gonna be. And I'm I'm waiting for Grodd. I I have. Oh God. I have. Yeah. I, I have a. I have. Back I have a. I have a mess. I'm gonna like say something crude. I've got a massive nerd boner for Grodd coming yeah. on here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. And not only that, I love how uh, they have kind of like the, the way they've integrated him into it. You know what I mean? Like where it makes within the realm of comic logic, it makes sense. But also, I like that he's not really talking. You know what I mean? Mm, he's but all, telepathic. Yes, that's what I mean. It's like they can get away with it. And, and the, the ape they showed, actually, at least for the couple of seconds, looked pretty good. But, I mean, I just like the whole dynamic of everything that is Grodd. Also, I don't know. I guess they're coming up to the big reveal of uh, Reverse Flash. Right. But I don't know how they're going to settle that because that guy really i guess can't be on the show in that capacity much longer right as as it is i is honest, it going to be something where you find out like he's doing it for the right reasons and, I, you know i'm beginning i'm beginning to think as 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 it's going along i'm beginning to think that is indeed the case right and but then he killed what's his name uh they killed that one dude just cold just blood cold blood cold blood killed him yeah. So what we're gonna, you know, I don't know. I mean, this is that, that I, is a hard road to come back from a redemption when, like, you know, the end justifies the means. Oh, by the way, well, I don't know. He just took that army general and fed him to the gorilla. Well, not only that, but, but also <laughs> think about this: like, even if, but do you think that Barry's going to be able to go back in time and actually save his mom? I, I think that's going to be that is problematic. I mean, that's, but then uh, and then what? And then what's uh, John Leslie Ship never goes to prison? Like, I, I don't like. Yes, it's a cool concept, but I think that it's going to have to end up where Barry. Has the opportunity and realizes. Realizes what's going to happen if if he does this. But also, no, even more tragic is that he's got to make the choice that he's got to fucking let it go, which he'll realize that he had to make when he was back there. Right. That ultimately, even though he's not responsible for his mom's death, that he had to make the choice of letting it happen. Yes. Yeah, which is almost worse. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which, in some ways, if the other guy was doing it for him. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know though, because then what came first, the chicken or the egg? Because right. then well, would, would that have happened if you time, tra- time travel paradoxes, babe? Okay. God damn it! Where is the Zemeckis Dale rule when you need it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm talking about Back to the Future. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, speaking of Back to the Future or just to the future, <laughs> yes. did you see the Aqua? Did you see the Aquaman poster? Um, I did. I did. I, I thought I was looking at some sort of uh, weird. Uh, uh, well, I was going fetish. like I was. I thought by looking at it, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to do 300 underwater. I thought no, actually, and in all honesty, I don't know what I, I, I that I would have expected any different. But to me, it really did look a lot like I thought his hair. I thought they would have gone with a little more blonde, right? Because right now, kind of in the same way when he played Conan, right? He looks like uh, his character from um, uh, Game of Thrones, right? But but with a little more tribal tattoos yes. and a trident. He tried. I swear. Yeah. No, I mean, I haven't really seen Game of Thrones because it's on HBO, and I don't get HBO. But yeah, it's um. It's you know I I just see this looks like a you know here here's my question about about the the upcoming Batman versus Superman custody, Robin custody hearing film right our, which, which everything I'm seeing here uh, is there going to be any fucking color in this at all I mean yes, everything in fact in fact I, I it's going to be I, it's going to be I, I I get those fans it's going to be dark and raining the entire goddamn movie well it is Gotham <laughs> now I was going to say I I agree with you on that point uh, but from what I have read. If you see the costumes in like uh, up close in person, like yeah. not how they've been stylized for the poster, apparently the colors are more vibrant and are actually more reflective of what the comics look like. Right? Will it look like that in the movie if they color correct it? I don't know, but I'm saying apparently the costumes don't look like even Wonder Woman's costume. You know, right. looks a lot more traditionally red, white, and blue. Yeah. Up close and in person than it does in that poster. I mean, I, I understand. I can understand modifications. I mean, because to be perfectly honest, when you know when you put these costumes on television or movies, unless you make some modifications, they look absurd. So, like, right. like for example, I give you the Flash. The Flash's thing looks okay. I mean, actually, it's, it's, I, I kind of like how they incorporated some of those things into it, like him having the little headpiece with the lightning bolts and all of that. That's like, the walkie-talkie kind of stuff. Which I think uh, yeah, we're still trying to make it look. Comic booky, but giving uh, at least a pass at realism on it. Out of realism on it, and of course the, the symbol in the chest was basically because the guy, the guy who designed the suit's a nerd. So right, just, right. So that and, makes... I, and I love that. I love the running gag that he keeps naming all the villains. Yes, I like that. Anyway, uh, so okay, uh, we're not going to talk about Arrow because I haven't seen. I still haven't got through the second season yet, so I'm. Um, sort of like... Yeah, well, the second was I right though? Because I think I told you. I didn't really, uh, really latch onto the show until the second season. Right. Which I, but the one thing I will give it, because I'm not sure how far along you are into it, but at some point he decides not to kill anyone. But right. He has, at, that, at the end of the first season, he decides after you know. Right. That's right. Because uh, because his, yeah. Because his Tommy got crushed by a, 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 a girder or right. something like that. Like, well, you know, which, but I have to say, like to their credit, when I watched that first season, while I was kind of like you know the CW show and you know kind of you know getting the. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it finds its own footing, right. um, and my own, I guess, bias, you know, just by default. But um, I was like, "Holy fuck, dude! This guy's killing anyone that fucking comes near him. Like this is, <laughs> like this is not. I, I will give them the credit of like this guy has gone beyond. Like this is fucking uh, Charlie Bronson, you know, vigilante time. <laughs> this yes. is like Michael Winner." Directing Death Wish Three, where it's an all-out assault on the city. <laughs> like, yes. it, <laughs> it was, it was pretty grim. I gotta tell you, that was pretty yeah. damn grim. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they were really trying to go for that whole like uh, Chris Nolan, uh, mm-hmm. you know, school of the the Batman style, and you can see that like where and and I know these characters have been around, but you can see at least the stylistic brethren, you know, uh, mm-hmm. or you know whatever you want to call it. Um, 
connective tissue mm-hmm. to like the Peter Parker or the Bruce Wayne character. I mean, there's right. only so many tropes you can do for right. the right, superhero Yeah. Hello? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still here. Can okay, you hear me? Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I just said a little hiccup there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all good. So, all right, but Arrow, I will say, um, yeah, Raj Ghul is the baddie this season. And, uh, and uh, yeah, again, uh, the show has – I've enjoyed where the show has gone. Like, I have more fun watching Flash, but I have been impressed with some of the choices they've made with uh, character stuff. Although, again, you know what? I'm going to say it one more time. The girl that you know that uh, Oliver ends up with in the comics, they have made her such a fucking pill – Right in the show, <laughs> I mean, and it's the girl that you wanted to end up with. Now they've turned her illogically into such a fucking whining pain in the ass. Yeah, like you know, like you, like you were rooting for these two to be together, and now it's like they're not doing it because it makes sense character-wise, but it's easier for them to just make her inexplicably just be like, uh, "I'm going to give you this unfair alternative," or you're making a choice where clearly, if I had any rational thought, I could go, "Okay, I understand why," uh, but I'm gonna. So that way I can give emotional conflict and make the audience hate me so you can actually be with the person that we that, that, were that, intending that, for you to be with. Yeah, yeah, rather than make it organic. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, all right, moving on. And very quickly, there's a couple of things in You Call Yourself a Scientist. Uh, <laughs> you Call Yourself a Scientist. We have here. One of which is apparently a, they found a a about a about something about a 100-million-year-old uh, amber Gra- fossil of grass of actually you know as in as in lawn stuff uh, right. ancient, an ancient grass they found it in uh, they found it in preserved in anger also contained an, an ancient form of ergot the parasite that is the key to synthesizing the hallucinogen LSD which points to its presence in the earliest of food chains which would implicate per the per the per the um, for the people writing the uh, writing the headlines of this is that, you know, the dinosaurs were tripping balls back toward the end of the Cretaceous, which would explain what happened to them when the meteor hit. It's like, whoa. Well, you know what? Isn't that better? Wouldn't yeah. rather them have been, like, tripping the light fantastic if they're tripping the light fantastic? Like, <laughs> fuck it. Like, if you're going to go, I might as well be enjoying it. Like, yeah, would, would, you, would you rather have, what, the anxiety and the, and the, and the, like, and the, the self-knowledge? And the fear, the terror. Yeah, to yes. be like, oh, God, this is it. This is it for all of us. We're all done. Wouldn't you rather just... I, I don't want to be fucking uh, uh, Bill Paxton and aliens. <laughs> game over, uh, man! Game over! Hey, man! <laughs> like, yeah, we're all dead, man! You <laughs> <Dawned> me! <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, actually, apparently, actually, Atlas Huxley uh, was sort of like... he. They kind of told him, you know, you don't have a lot of time left. And he said, mescaline, please. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I, you know what? I've always said, the minute that I get to that point where all I'm more to is watching... Price is right every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not a drug advocate. I'm not a prude. I'm not against it. I'm just not a real big druggie, but I'm going to be starting heroin. You know, as soon as I get to that point, like, who gives a shit? What, what, what am I living for? Well, you know, oh, oh, I'm going to be addicted. I'm 92. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know what? I would rather be living in a fucking fantasy world because the reality is I'm seeing my fucking decrepit body age to a point where I can see the last fucking vestige of blood pulsing through my veins and my fucking uh, uh, transparent skin. What I, you want me to live in reality? Reality is why I have a colostomy bag. Give me the acid. You know. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No shit. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it. Like, I, you know what? One of my favorite bits by David Cross was um, like, he goes like this. Hey, if I ever go down in an airplane, 
don't come searching for me. I'm probably fucking dead. You know what? If it makes you feel better, if you don't have a body, just uh, smoke a pack of cigarettes, put it in the urn, call it me. You know? <laughs> At one point, he's like, he goes, he goes, and you know what? If someone wants to do something with my dead body afterwards, give a shit. You know what? Fuck me in my eye hole, my ear hole. You know, cut a new hole in there. Fuck me there. I don't give a shit. I'm dead. I don't give a shit. Like, David Cross, if you haven't ever seen him, okay. it's actually very funny. All but, right. All right, I digress. Uh, but I digress. So, the dinosaurs were high. The dinosaurs at the end, the that's where the 100 million years ago at least, the dinosaurs started tripping. So uh, uh, at least the grass-eating dinosaurs. I don't know how that worked over the meat-eating dinosaurs. Maybe they got contact. So they were kind of like the granola hippies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the meat-eater ones are like, you've got to fall in line. They're like, that's a dat hole. Yeah. <laughs> I said that, you know, the ghost of someone, uh, Dirty Harry. Right. Speaking of science, <laughs> after me. and also, also, this was, um, this was, an, uh, this was actually a guy from. Uh, there's, there was a hearing. Uh, Utah lawmakers are actually debating whether or not to uh, either decriminalize or legalize marijuana in Utah. Right. Which, which would, you know, because apparently Colorado is actually, you know, like, hey, guys, everything's fine, and we're actually getting more taxes out of this, and people are going, shh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you put away your, you know, tired, uh, archaic standards of some sort of mm -hmm. frustrated uh, bullshit morality, yeah, and yes. you get back to, even if you want, you know, that's what I never got. It's, you know, what happened to, like, the Rockefellers? Like, the, uh, <laughs> the Republicans that were just... Yeah. <laughs> Lazy fair when it came to you know like social issues that were pragmatists. They just wanted the fucking money. They didn't give a shit. Yeah, anyways, you want it? You want it? You, okay, fine. Just just give us all the money. You can screw whatever you want. Screw smoke yeah. whatever the hell you want. Just give us yeah. the cash. Yeah, <laughs> don't give a shit. That's the good part about being you know <laughs> being a Rockefeller Republican. <laughs> then again, he had enough billions that I'm sure he did fucking screw. And well, that's actually he that's the, the he uh, his, his the ending. That as a matter of fact, he also that's how he ended his life. Uh, so anyway. Um, Anyway, he, uh, this gentleman uh, was testifying in front of the, um, testif was testifying in front of the U Utah lawmakers. Exactly which body of the Utah lawmakers is not clear from the story. Um, you mean which part of their body? Or which, which part of their body? He's, he's <laughs> Agent Max Fairbanks, a member of the state's marijuana eradication team. Wow, that sounds like something out of Get Smart. Oh, I, I, more, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking of Jack. I just see Jack mm -hmm. Webb now. I, oh, yeah. I sit yeah, because uh, basically what he said was uh, he would lose. He, he warned that wildlife would be constantly stoned and lose the fear <laughs> hey, of humans <laughs> if the medical marijuana bill passed. I deal in facts, Fairbanks said. I deal in science. Dum ba dum bum. He explained yeah. that he had seen the harmful environmental impact, including deforestation and erosion, from large-scale growth operations in the state. Well, you know, dude, that happens. You know, you, that, you could call that about corn. I mean, that's I understand really... that, but the animals aren't supposed to look this happy. Yeah, <laughs> the ramifications for the. Have flora... you been to the zoo? Did the animals look happy there? Yeah, that's how they should look. That's nature. <laughs> he testified that he had encountered rabbits that had developed a taste for eating marijuana, and he said the results disturbed him. One of them oh, refused. Yeah. Quote. One I'm of glad them he's using science. Yeah, this is science. <laughs> One of them refused to leave us, and we took all the marijuana around him, but his natural instincts to run were somehow gone, Fairbanks said. Well, of course, the guy said, dude, that's my stash. Yeah, what are you doing like, there? What are you doing? <laughs> Don't fucking bogart. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we had a deal here, buddy. 
You stay on your side of the tree. You know, come on, man. You know, like I got a, I, you know, come on. I got the, the Denver reforming, man. I was saving this. You know, I just need to let you know. I just got a message. Uh, you need to watch out for the brown acid. Okay. There is a, a back of brown acid. It's your own trip, but be careful. Wasn't that the uh, the brown acid yeah. in uh, uh, Woodstock? Right? Yeah, it was the yeah. Woodstock. It, it's, it's your it's your own head, but just be careful of the brown yeah, acid. Yeah, hey man, we're not saying don't do it. We just heard it's you know, dangerous. It's kind of dangerous. <laughs> I like that they still give you a choice. We're not we're not judging. You can do it. You'll probably yeah. fucking die, but you know. <laughs> I love this. That's the opposite end of that. The guy is like the guy is attempting to whip up fear of you know like suddenly hordes of you. Know, this week, nine of the leapest two. This time they're stoned. I, yeah. Well, what is that? What is that going to do? Like, what, you know, what, what? it makes like, it easier to be on the road with someone who's fucking stoned and drunk because they're probably only going a couple miles per hour. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with these it's animals. A I would never want a fucking stoned a bear coming after me than a he's, fucking you know. He's, he's trying to get. He is trying to get people worried. He was trying to get people worried about rabbits. Okay. Oh, rabbits. Rabbits, as in well, bunnies. <laughs> as, in, as in bunnies. He said the rabbit. Well, funny foo is sitting there, stoned out of his mind, and won't run away. Like, are these? Are they? Do they have ratings? Is there something like that? He's like alluding to. Like, I mean, I, he, you know what? How can you not go to Monty Python? Yes, the killer rabbit. Yes, <laughs> but he's got fangs. He's got huge. Look at the bones. <laughs> this rabbit's dynamite. Holy shit! But he was like, uh, it, the thing is, not on the count of five, nor four, but three. Three, four is right out. Two, One, two, five. Oh, <laughs> but I swear it was like the crazy. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard anybody talk about. I mean, seriously, uh, it just it just occurred to me. Night of the Leap is two. This time they're stoned. But also, if my memory is served, basically, is that actually marijuana? You actually have to dry it. I mean, I don't know it. I mean, I'm just kind of thinking. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think you've, yeah, got yeah. A, you've got to prepare like you prepare tobacco. I mean, you know, you can right. just... You, this before, isn't something, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not, not that just that, that simple or else, you know, everyone that would be simple, doing it. I'll put it this way. We'd have crazy herds of hippies if it was yeah. that simple. Yeah, and you know, and here's the other thing. Yeah, what you're describing, you're right, though, because, you know, anyone listening that uh, has made it this far, I would say <laughs> go back on YouTube or wherever you can find it and watch some of the old uh, dragnets where you see him confronting the hippies right. during the 60s. Yeah. And it really isn't that far off of the logic that they are presenting yeah. in it's this a, argument. It's, just, it's stoned rabbits. Oh, God. I was just like insane. Anyway, uh, that's, you call your, and that is a moment we could practically through you right up there with the Nazi cows, the stoned evil rabbits coming to take over the world. Uh-huh. Eat, eat your Doritos <laughs> and listen to your Grateful Dead tapes. <laughs> I, I, I decided to add a little bit of a, uh, Oh, uh, I Henry the Eighth, I am. They're coming to take me away. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. All the buddies came in and they got all the Funyuns and they're listening to fish. But yeah, I- it sounds like it sounds like you know, like it does sound like a stoned excuse. Like you know, like you would hear that from some guy and be like, "Hey, man, look, if you smoked it, I get it, but I just need to know what happened." <laughs> the rabbits, man. It was the rabbits. Uh, yeah. Okay. I know. Like I'm fucked up myself. I know it's not the goddamn rabbits. Just, I need a, I need a real explanation before this guy comes that needs his money. <laughs> the rabbits ate it, too. Yeah, I heard you. I heard you. The goddamn rabbit. All right, fuck it. Why <laughs> you just give up? <laughs> give up. Anyway, moving on to, unfortunately, this is going to be rather poignant. He's dead, Jim, moment. Uh... 
Bring out your dead, Jim. Ah. Bring out your dead. Uh, the elephant, the dead elephant, the huge damn dead elephant in the room, of course, is note the passing of Leonard Nimoy. And uh, the, the internet went agog with, with tributes. I don't think... I, honestly, that, I And also, apparently, attacking a 80-something-year-old uh, William you know, Shatner, <laughs> Shatner for not getting up off his geriatric ass in Florida... Yeah. To go to the funeral. Oh, no service. Which at uh, first I kind of thought the same thing, but then I was like, you know what? Like, who gives a shit? Like, he's 80, something like that. It's, no. it's, you know, 80, 80, 80 years old is old, and it's not, you know, flinging around your country, and it's like not easy. I don't know. Also, in, you know, um. I'm not saying he made the right choice. I'm just saying. I, like, I think he actually. It, it is a choice. <laughs> like, it's a cares? choice. He, he did actually, eventually did go, apparently did change his mind, and then, you know, got a later flight or something like that. Well, you would think he would have the. The, uh, uh, that he would have those flights on demand with all of his Priceline yeah, money. With all the Priceline money. But, uh, I, I, I couldn't thought, find a better offer. I looked everywhere. <laughs> looked everywhere. I couldn't find a better offer, so I couldn't find a half-price offer. So, uh, I so, tried to get there, Spock. I couldn't. I couldn't. I Leonard, I couldn't I'm, find. Leonard, I couldn't price. find a hotel. <laughs> I couldn't find the price. <laughs> 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 you know, I actually did use uh, the line from his uh, Fox funeral uh, when I was a best man at my yeah. Uh, yeah. best friend's wedding, uh, right. where I said, of all the souls I've known, I've been, uh, no, I said, to quote the great James Tiberius Kirk, yeah. of all the souls I've met and I've encountered in this universe, his was the most... Human. Human. <laughs> human. <laughs> like he, he breaks up, but it's like he's like swimming up. Like, human. I, I did actually watch that because I was oh, feeling. I, I, I was feeling like very, very. I, I, was, I felt very, very sad. I mean, it was because very, I, you know what? Fuck every. I actually believe that Leonard Nimoy. I think Leonard Nimoy was the only one that actually got Shatner and knew, like, you know what? That's just fucking Bill. Like, you know, go on with your life. Like once he came up with the, hey, I am Spock. Well, like I tried not to be Spock, but guess what? I'm fucking Spock. Like, once he just kind of came to acceptance in his life and yeah. realized that, that he'll do other things, but that may be the thing he's remembered for. Yeah. And he just kind of, like, came into this weird, uh, oh, what are you, uh, Kabbalah-like zen? He's got a real zen, zen state about, yeah, about yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, Like, I, mean, I don't think just... he gave a shit about, you know, whenever you see interviews with him, he genuinely seems to love Chatner. But, you know, yeah. also, it's like, I have certain friends that I love them more than anything, but I know that I really... Can't depend on them being there, you know. It's like once you understand who they are, right? Then you, it's you, really kind of on you. Well, like I, think, either... I think in some ways the job of you know one of the things about friendship is basically you know you accept the entire person, right? And you kind of you know as as an adult anyway, you know if you're seven, well, well you know that doesn't, but you have to accept right. the entire person. I mean, but that's, that's part of the, the other thing is this is it's unfair to you and it's unfair to them if you're putting on expectations that they're ever going to be like what you expect to be. Their forty percent could be, you know, what they perceive as a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like that's what they can give. But I was really, you know, I just was. It was just. A, it was. A, it was a moment. I mean, and he was just such. You know, he was always there. Uh, just you know, I mean, the Star Trek. Oh yeah. And Spock All was of that just. Aside, sorry. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. No, sorry, Leonard Nimoy. He was. He was just. It was just, just a, a towering presence in, in American popular culture. Just in, in that it just, is, and, and, you can't, and I'm, I'm glad he was not ashamed of that because no. he did other things. He directed things. He wrote no. uh, books. He wrote poetry. He, he sang out like and, Yeah. I, oh, yeah. The naked Patrick. Everyone has their little thing that they... 
Why does that not surprise me that Spock is like some sort of fat fat (laughs) chubby chaser? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. right. I can kind of buy that. Sorry. But I was going to say, yes. And and not only that, but here's the thing. Everything I have read about him makes him sound like a intelligent, thoughtful, uh, warm-hearted, um, loving, Sincere, you know, uh, a real Sincere human being. Yeah, and and one that one that actually actually had some real curiosity about the world beyond mm-hmm. just the character Spock. Which also, I, I love the fact that even like the uh, live long and prosper and like the uh, Vulcan pinch and like yeah. the Vulcan symbol came from a lot of his own. Uh, yeah. From his mind, and also yeah. just from a lot of his own, like, uh, due, due to his uh, uh, R- uh, Judaism, you know, yeah, his, his faith and uh, his background and his faith, you know, and, and that he kind of brought a lot of that, what we take for granted. It's kind of like the term Catch-22. You just assume it's been around forever, like this mm-hmm. was created, yeah. you know, and now it's in the lexicon. There's so much that he added to the culture, and I right. think in a positive manner, right. not to mention the fact that just Star Trek by itself has influenced so many people that actually have gone on to do real science right. to make strides in the real world. Well, I mean, it was true. And just, uh, I do have to say that I, I I think he did that last tweet, you know, nothing is perfect except you can't hold, there are perfect moments, but you cannot hold on to them except in memory. And it's yes. just like, you know, this is a man uh, who's, this is a man who's dying. I just burst well, out mean, into tears at that yeah, when I he, read that. He, I was he just, was dying. And in fact, and I think he made a big point of, of making it clear that he was, that he he knew what state he was in. You know, I don't think he had had hidden that. And I'm glad that I kind of wish he wouldn't have done Star Trek uh, Into Darkness. I kind of mm. would have been all right just him ending with him doing uh, yeah the other uh, one. Star Trek One. <laughs> like yeah. Star Trek Two One was like so uh, yeah. uh, trying too hard. Where yeah. the first one was like, okay, I get it, parallel universe. He's given some wisdom here, and yeah, but he's not I, I can live with that. Yeah, he can't, he's not going to get two out of out of out of. Out of because out if of that game. were the case, wouldn't you just be doing like the fucking Back to the Future almanac of being like, hey, yeah. uh, what happens up here? What yeah. choice do we make? Yeah, hey Spock, <laughs> like old Spock. Spock. Yeah, Spock, we got the Romulans. What the hell do we do with them? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it just seems like that's too easy a pull. <laughs> <laughs> but I will have to say one thing, however, a lovely man. I would have, I would, I think anyone that knew him apparently loved him dearly, and I think the rest of us who didn't except know him, except for his first wife, except for his first wife, it's always one. <laughs> it's always one. It's always one. Uh, there's always everyone. Everyone that knew him loved him dearly, and so. But but dear heaven, a Lord in heaven, and God forgive me for this. The man couldn't sing to save his life. I will I, challenge you on that. Okay. I, I think the, the I have uh, I have a recording of I have oh, a hammer, I have which a is Bobo Baggin is right. a wonderful rendition. His baritone <laughs> is a it's like the angels have fallen upon us. I know that. I think granted, they just kept. Falling until they were kept going, but the angels were the angels. I mean, he was just. I, I truly Don't forget Lucifer was an angel. I had a hammer. I mean, it's sincere. But oh it's, yeah, it's yeah. hysterical. Or I walk the line. I do like his I walk the line. Okay. Anyway, so that's so. Anyway, I, I don't want to go into. Everyone has said pretty much everything I would want to say. Anyway, but I just wanted to personally just note the passing of this. Man well, and that, and also, and I, his, you know what? And in some ways, if it's just going out to the universe, I want to thank the universe for allowing someone like that to create an indelible character that, you know, will mm-hmm. have a positive influence and has can, or had one and will yeah. continue to have one and, on, and, on, on young people yeah. going forward, you know, and, and older people are just the, yeah. of hope and optimism of the future, of, of yeah. the best, you know, uh, the as best uh, Lincoln said, adhering to our better angels. Yeah. 
I mean, it was always, and the, the, the character of Spock was, was, again, like the most fascinating character on the original series. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, well, that whole conflict between logic and motion, and indeed the tragedy of Spock, that was like one guy wrote a very deep book of thinking about this, is the tragedy of Spock and the tragedy of the Vulcan civilization is that they thought that there was a choice that you have to make between those two. Right. And that, that was the tragedy of, the, of, of Spock, that he, he was constantly at war with half of himself at any given moment. But in that, but, but in that, I mean, uh, like all great allegories, isn't mm-hmm. that just the, the tragedy of humanity? Yeah. Is that, you know, that, the thought that, that it was never our choice to make. You know, that, that, that we can only, we, we have only the power to, yeah, I, I'm not a big, uh, I'm certainly not an AA, but I do, and I'm not a religious sort, but I do love the idea of allowing yourself to accept that there is something greater than you. Right. And, and giving yourself over to that in the sense of saying, this is what I can give. It's like I said to people, you know, you don't have to be a philanthropist. Just be good to the people on your left and right. And, you know, if everyone did that, we'd be fine. There's, there's, a, there's the, you know, the Tao that can be explained is not the true Tao. And there's nothing really mystical about that particular observation. It's just simply, you know, human beings are limited. You don't have perfect knowledge and you don't have perfect understanding. And, and, and if, that, and if ex- that's what you're looking for, then I think you're missing the point also. And you have to accept that. And actually, right. the, the, the understanding comes from accepting that point. Hmm. And with that. We- <laughs> yes. Oh, great, Spock. We thank thee. Thank you, Spock. Thank you, Leonard. Thank you very, very much. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I just, again, thank and, you very, and, very much. And, and thanks to, uh, well, I mean, to Gene Roddenberry. And Gene Roddenberry. For, for, for coming for, up with a part and letting Leonard Nimoy take the ball. Take the take the take the thing and, and letting letting him run with it and allowing that that part to go the way it did. Oh yeah. Because uh, it, it could very well have been like you know a comic relief part if they had you know they'd let it you know like check off. Actually, it's interesting. I was like watching some of the earlier episodes, and apparently, until they got Chekhov, apparently one of the one of the tropes was the guy sitting next to Sulu was an asshole. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> that's pretty great. Like, there was about six of them. Like, ah, like, oh, Jesus Christ! We've been out here for like three years. There's another two to go. Yeah, there's like ah, another Jagoff sitting next to me here, and yeah. they get you know you get killed with an alien stick. Keeps giving away. me the eye. I don't know what's going on there. What's, what's, I don't know if he's pissed at me or if he I wants mean, to get my future. Pants. And Sulu just give me these weird vibes. Anyway. I, don't know. I feel like my pants are tight. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, um, yes. Very quickly, um, we have Love Lessing, uh, the uh, bad movie. Yes. Uh, are we are we doing one or we're we not doing one? I, we could do one if you want. I mean, I, would... I can do. Uh, yeah, I can do a quick bad movie. You can do you? a quick bad movie. I and, can then I, and then and then I will. I'm going to read something uh, in honor at the end of uh, of Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We'll we'll just do this very very quickly. Okay. This sure. one is called a ninja uh, ninja apocalypse. Oh wow! You had me at ninja. <laughs> okay. The, the the story is basically it, there is the nuclear apocalypse, and apparently as a result of that, everyone in this area becomes ninjas living in little villages of ninjas with mommy ninjas, daddy ninjas, and baby ninjas, all of which have different abilities and and and. And such. However, the rest of the world is starting to creep in upon them, so they they have to they have to unite. So they have this meeting in on the twentieth floor of a hundred story underground fallout shelter that was constructed during the nuclear war. And the head of the ninjas, the head of the ninjas, all the head of the ninjas says, you know, from now on, you know, because of this outside menace, we are. You know, we're no more conflict between the ninja clans. 
and we are following uh, a guy named Cage, who's a member of the Lost Clan, who's bringing along four people. Now, at which point, the minute the guy says, we are all united together as one ninja nation, and everyone's cheering and all that, he is then killed. At which point, Cage and the other four, of who is the member of the Lost Clan, um, I don't know why they're lost. They just apparently did. <laughs> well, they tried Harry Krishna. I don't know. I don't know. The other thing, which is kind of interesting, they drive to the uh, they drive to the, the fallout shelter in a Jeep Cherokee, uh, which is, I thought was kind of you know apocalypse. The apocalypse ends, and this is what's running. Okay, uh, <laughs> a Jeep Cherokee. You got to keep a Jeep Cherokee running now. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. Mind the twenty first. Never mind. Yeah. 50 years after the apocalypse. So they're on the 20th floor, and then the apocalypse this... is on its way, but we, we can deal with that when it gets here. Okay, so uh, Cage and the other members of the Lost Ninja Craft, including his older brother who's upset because he, his Cage was picked as the leader of the clan, uh, a guy who looks kind of like a surfer dude, who's like right. an electronics expert, an enormous black guy who doesn't talk. Probably because he had a high squeaky voice, and they went, "Oh, never mind. No, we'll just, we'll just, you know, we'll just let you stand there." And then a, a because it just too much of something, a chick, a rather calmly, calmly looking, uh, nice, nice looking young woman, and they are, of course, basically this has now become the warriors with ninjas. Uh, they are now they have to fight their way home, <laughs> as all the other ninja clans are fighting, are chasing them. It's a silly film. Uh, this sounds absolutely terrible. It's it's pretty dumb. The, the the fights are the fights. There is also like you know everyone's got these like ninja powers or glowings. They could glow for a while or they don't. Sure. Glow for a while. Yeah, of course. Sure, that, that of course. Seems, uh... Sure, of course. And then the rest of the story <laughs> to be isn't perfect. That what you get with ninja powers? Yeah, I think so. Honestly, you know, actually, and of course, what happens? Not none of them can. They all know how to do. You know, they they can all do the martial arts moves. I mean, I'll give them that. They all can handle the martial arts. They can all handle the swords. They all handle the jujitsu, whatever the heck it is, very, very nicely. They can't act worth a lick. Nobody. None. Nada. Zippo. The only person who can act is the guy who's actually playing the clan chief, and he's dead after the first ten minutes. So, <laughs> and then the rest of the film honestly sounds like if you gave Ryder a lot of sugar, it sure. would be the, it would be the plot would be like this. Okay, they find they get in an elevator and they go all the way down to the bottom, and they're being chased by the ninja. But all the way down to the bottom, there's zombies, so they're fighting the zombies in the elevator. And yeah, it's like the kids. You know, it's like in uh, uh, oh shoot, what was it? Usual Suspects, where you realize that he's just picking stuff he's out picking and looking around out. the room. Yeah, of course. You know what, what else? Can you have? Oh, they have zombies down on the hundredth floor. They go back up again, and it turns out that the guy who's the sub he he was able to shape shift to look like Cage, and of course, like the 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 um. The deaths of the four that uh, accompanied Cage, uh, you know, it was just always like, I would never, if I was living in any any of these things, and the, you know, like a leader of the clan said, well, I'm taking four of us to a meeting, and says, you're not taking me, Widowmaker, sorry, no, not a chance, <laughs> not a prayer, no, nope, no, nope, just put the red shirt on me right now, fine, you know, like, just, just <laughs> so... The woman goes, I mean, here it goes, I mean, this is like annoying, it's really kind of annoying me, the woman went first, Followed by the huge black guy who blew himself up to, and then the, the black guy. I'm glad that you ended with himself up. All yeah. I heard and then, like, and then the black, black guy blew himself. And then the black guy blew himself up to kill all those zombies so that they go up back up the elevator. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then the, and then the surfer dude guy who's always panicking. We're 
game over, you know, Bill Pullman, game over, man, kind of guy, is killed by the Cyrene seductive ninjas, the women in bustiers, which isn't really much of a ninja skill as far as I know. But anyway, you sure. know, it was like, okay, fine, a, 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 a welcome respite from the sausage fest uh, that was going on. And actually, I think the, the actor who was playing Cage, actually, who's not very telegenic, but he is... He does have a chiseled jaw. Seemed to, unfortunately, enjoy punching women in the face a little bit too much during that huh. fight. <laughs> so it was from the Sean Connery school. Yeah, Sean Connery school gets up. Okay, they get back up, and and then there's. This, I like, think a woman deserves a good slap every now and then. And then, and then, so then, and then, of course, and of course, then they they get back, and it turns out that the guy who was the person who was who who accused them of actually doing the thing was actually a shapeshifter, so he changed himself to look like Cage when he killed the master. And then they have a fight, and then his brother, who has been yelling at him the entire time and has been bitten by a zombie and also, like, stabbed by a, a somebody else, and, you know, the, 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 the evil guy stabbed him, like, right through the gut, but he's he's good enough, he's alive enough to kill him, and they both go, okay, fine, we've, we've reconciled, incre- reconciled, and everyone knows that they didn't do it, and... The, obviously, everything is fine except for the fact that no one's no one's going to think about about the invading army that's supposed to be coming, um, which is why this whole meeting was in the first place. And that's very short ninja apocalypse. <laughs> um, well, you know what I was going to say in that in that league, we should probably uh, some uh, somewhere down the line because I just watched uh, Electric Boogaloo. Um, not uh, break into Electric Boogaloo, but Electric Boogaloo, the story of. Uh, Canon pictures, uh-huh. and uh, yes. you reminded me that we uh, probably should do Enter the Ninja, starring uh-huh. Franco Nero. Oh, okay, at some point down the road, because right. uh, it is uh, not only does he not have any uh, skills whatsoever, they cast him at the last moment because he didn't have work at the time, and the guy that was doing it was a good uh, karate, you know, martial arts expert, but was terrible. So they put him in this, and uh, not only did they put him in it, and he clearly doesn't know martial arts. But they dub his voice with the most Midwestern American voice you've ever heard <laughs> of him being like, hi, I'm Cole. Like, you know, but it's Franco Nero with this dub voice doing like bad nunchuck action. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like more worried about him hitting himself in the face with the thing. Though, yeah, right? it's, it's just it's and, and this is one that uh, oh, and I always say his first name wrong. Um, oh, how do I want to say it? Um uh, Min, Min, Minahem or Minhem uh, Golan, you know, right. Golan Globus. Uh, Golan, he, Golan, Golan. Yeah. Yeah. So he actually directed it. Oh dear. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I was going to say, where's my cocaine? <laughs> Action. <laughs> if we're near the end, I will say this. I'm, I'm, I just want to read this. I know go we ahead. quoted from it, go, but go. I'm going to read, this is just the exact words of what Kirk says at Spock's funeral that always gets me. And then followed up briefly with a one sentence captain's log. Okay. So uh, I will say this. We are assembled here today to pay final respects to our honored dead. And yet it should be noted that in the midst of our sorrow, this death takes place in the shadow of new life, the sunrise of a new world, a world that our beloved comrade gave his life to protect and nourish. He did not feel the sacrifice in vain or uh, as an empty one. And we will not debate his profound wisdom at these proceedings of my friend. I can only say this. Of all the souls I've encountered in my travels, his was the most human. And then he follows up with, and I like this, actually. Captain's Log, Stardate 8141.6. Starship Enterprise departing for Selfie Alpha 5 to pick up the crew of the USS Reliant. All is well, and yet I can't help wondering about the friend I leave behind. 
There are always possibilities, Spock said. And if Genesis is indeed life from death, I must return to this place again. And on that note, and on that what, note, what 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 Nimoy has left us is a heroic amount of work that we can return to again and again. And live long. This is Bob tonight without any snarky at all. Live long and prosper. And uh, I will just say ditto. And uh, I was. Uh, he will be missed, and I was glad that I got to, uh, to see what he put out there. Space, a final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship... Enterprise. In the middle of the earth, in the land of Shire, lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire. With his long wooden pipe, fuzzy woolly toes, he lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he's only three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Bravest little hobbit of them all. Well, if I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning, I'd hammer in the evening, all over this land. I'd hammer out danger, I'd hammer out a warning, I'd hammer out love between my brothers and my sisters. Oh, all over this land.